and it's funny because like your your quote about the uh when he's at the diner and he says that that's literally i mean i've i've watched that so many times and it makes me crack up laughing he says i no, i fear that you heard me wrong i fear that you heard me give me a lot of bacon and eggs no give me all the bacon and eggs you have You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we review your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries available on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Medstaff with your host, Jamie Zarlingo. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. I'm your host of this podcast. We have another recruiter spotlight this week. Today, we have Mario Mercurio. Mario, how are you doing today? Very good. Glad to uh, be included on this uh, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Mario, I would love to know just kind of how you came to Atlas, kind of just introduce yourself, where you're from, and um, just kind of tell us how you got here. Yeah, so um, obviously I'm a recruiter here at Atlas. Uh, Been doing this for for a decent amount of time. I was doing uh, healthcare recruitment in the military. By dumb luck, bumped into a friend who was in the staffing staffing realm, got into it, and then ended up um, via Facebook and then maybe some uh, uh, kind of nursing functions bumped into Rich. And it was it was a jump I always wanted to make, um, knowing and seeing that kind of like it, everything at Atlas mirrored my values and what I wanted to do. But I was always a little bit nervous about the remote piece. Um, so finally made the jump and the last, uh, last nine months have been awesome. That's great. I Forgive me if I'm wrong on this. Were you not at the health healthcare travelers take the first one in Omaha? Didn't we yeah, do a Taco that, that, Tuesday? Didn't you come into the Taco Tuesday with us? Okay, yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that was, that was the first time I met you, and that was the first time I saw Rich in person. Um, and that was just another one of the things that kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, cemented that I always knew that I wanted to to end up at Atlas. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun little connection. And then, yeah, yeah here, cool. here you are now. So we're glad to have you. Um, so um, I got to ask you number one questions, the question I ask everyone first, because I think that it is a huge tell of just kind of who you are as a person, your personality. What is your favorite movie of all time and why? Yeah, so I was uh, thinking about that. And it's obviously with the recent... Uh, kind of quarantine and everybody's streaming and just there's so much available now um it was so it would be so hard to wrap it uh, or to to only choose one but I think I'd have to go with Step Brothers. okay okay that's a great one why is it your favorite or one of your favorites I should say um well I mean obviously it's uh, it's comedy is probably one of my between comedy and action uh, probably action's a close second but comedy is my favorite uh movie genre so to speak and it easily probably one of the, the the most quotable movies and it's funny because even my I would say my in-laws who are not they're not too too conservative too relaxed but even with them like it's a movie that we've 
whether it's five minutes in or five minutes before it ends, we'll sit down and finish it out. And even they're like dying laughing on the couch. My kids, me, my wife, relatives, I think um, almost anybody that watches it probably thinks it's a, it's a hilarious movie. So. I agree. We, we've talked about Step Brothers before. It is a classic. So funny. Love a good Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, you know, comedy duo film. Um, so comedy and action films, those are some of your favorites. Um, so what are some other favorites of yours? I know it was hard for you to kind of narrow it down. So what are some other, you know, favorite comedy action movies of yours? Um, so I would say for the action piece, um, there's a few of them. And it's, it's funny because it's, uh, it's one of those things. So like I was in the military, but I probably, I did maybe in my mind what I think are cool things, but no, nowhere, not, they're not really that cool or high speed. Um, so some of the movies like uh, Equalizer with Denzel Washington, um, all the John Wick movies, um, the, the, the Bourne series, you know, Bourne Identity, all those movies. It's something that you can kind of, uh, I don't want to say put myself in the shoes because maybe they're a little bad uh, at some of the things they do. But it's just, you know, one of those things to where I think with your when you're within the same same sector of something in a movie, even though that's a, a broad stretch to anything I, I did. Um, it's just cool. Even the small things you can relate to and, you know, sit back and kind of get lost in, in what's going on and what's happening within the movie. So. Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that definitely makes sense uh, from, from um, what I do know about you. Um, action's not really my genre of choice. Not that I don't like action. Um, just, I don't know, just wasn't, you know, the, the type of movie that I got into, but, um, since you, since you brought up John Wick, I, I wanted to just bring up, you know, Keanu Reeves, who I think is just, you know, just America's, golden child he he's just when it comes to movies he's just such a a pure person and i hadn't seen um the matrix until a couple of years ago um and i of course knew who he was you know i'd seen other movies with him but um he is just he's so great i i love him he did i don't know if you've seen it there is a netflix film called um it's more of a romantic comedy um but it's called always be my maybe have you seen that one yeah is that um so he's got a couple of them. There's one with, um, is it Charisse Theron, Charlize Theron? And I'm trying to think what, there's another one. I, I've, I've honest, to be honest, I know I've sat down with, through a few of them with my wife and they kind of all blend in. <laughs> I do like some rom-coms and some romantic movies, but I probably uh, don't pay attention to those as much as I should. So, well, in this one, it's, um, he actually plays himself. He has a little cameo role. Um, and it's, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Yes. Is that the one? So that, is that the one where they see him? Um, he ends up being in a restaurant and there's another guy kind of vying for, who is it? Who's vying yes. for the girl? Yes. That he's, uh, yeah. So I have, who, who is the, uh, the, the, the woman actress in that? I'm trying to think. Ali Wong. Yes. So yes. funny. He's, yes, ahead, yeah. I mean, the movie in general is, is very, very funny. Ali Wong, Randall Park just a great funny story. Um, and then, you know, has a sweet ending, but his role in that is the best part of that movie. He's so funny. And (laughs) there's they um, Randall Park's character writes a song about him at the end. It plays at the end. It's so funny. It's just, he just playing this like weird, almost like enigma version of himself was so great. And um, so I have to ask you, there was a most recent, um, John Wick movie that came out. Was it this year, last year? Uh, was it the beginning of this year and last year, the third one? 
Yeah. Yes. What were your thoughts on that? I, I, I had heard um, kind of mixed things. I, I liked it, but it's, I think it's like anything else is with like, when you see the first John Wick, it was so fast paced. Um, love it, hate it, whatever. He probably kills like a million people in the first one. And it's just, you're like, you're, you're not used to the things he's doing. Um, and like sidebar to that is if you ever get a chance or somebody who is interested, if you look him up on YouTube, he takes a lot of time to the roles he delves into. So all the shooting, the martial arts, the things that he does in that movie, he does all his own stunts, which is another reason, like, it was funny you brought him up. He's one of my, my probably Respect. one of my, yeah. if not, yeah, one of mine, if not my favorite um, actors, but yeah, he, uh, he does all that stuff. And I think the, the, the thing is by the time he got to the third one, it probably was just as good, but you're, you're just, it's not surprising anymore with the things that happen. You're just, you know, you're kind of with any movie that gets to a second, third, fourth um, version of it, you know, you're kind of expecting certain things. So it doesn't catch you off guard or surprise you as much. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, Hey, you're good with the one you don't need multiples. Right. Um, but since you'd brought it up just, you know, with, you know, seven months of quarantining or partially quarantining, um, there has been a ton of new content that has come out, movies, television shows, um, even new streaming platforms. So there is an overabundance of things to watch. So I want to know, um, what is the best thing that you watched during quarantine so again that would be hard hard to to narrow it down but um something that my wife and i just wrapped up um on apple tv um i'm not even going to be able to i'm going to lose my train of thought and uh forget uh, the name of it it's with uh, jason sudeikis um he plays the american you're going to edit this right so i can look it up real quick i'm like having a complete brain fart no, you're fine. I'm actually looking it up. Jason Sudeikis. I don't know uh, why. Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. I, don't oh, know I have never heard of that. that. Tell me about it. What's it about? Yeah, so he is, he's a, like, a, a low-level college American football coach who gets brought in to, like, a mid-level, um, or I think it's, like, Premier League um, soccer program over in the UK. He's purposely brought in to tank the program because um, the owner's husband and wife split. The wife is still running the team and to get back at her husband who is obsessed with soccer, she brings him in. And then without, you know, kind of giving, giving too much away, they're pleasantly surprised by the, uh, the type of guy he is. And if you, if, if anybody ends up watching it, he's, he reminds me of a couple people I know to where it doesn't matter the situation. He's never negative. He's always funny. He's always finds a way, a way to put a good spin on things and just his, his, you know, maybe uh, Southeastern United States, Southern boy quotes that you tell can obviously confuse or obviously confuse some of the, uh, the UK people and then vice versa to where he tries to be relevant and use some UK slang and verbiage. And they look at him like, what are you talking about, dude? Because it's all in the wrong context and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And it's just, it's hilarious. It's a, it's a really good show. I had never heard of that one. Yeah. It looks, yeah. Just got released this year in August. Okay. So yeah, this is fairly new. Okay. And it was good. Another good reason is um, it wasn't like a Netflix or something like that. It only was released every Friday. 
So it left you wanting to where you didn't, you know, you couldn't just rip off six, seven or however many, you know, I, there's plenty of things you finish a season and sitting, you had to wait. So it left you wanting to watch that, you know, watch the next uh, episode. Yeah, I've, I've talked about that with a few people that, um, you know, some shows are starting on streaming platforms. I know Prime does it a lot. HBO does it where they don't release every episode. They'll release maybe a couple and then kind of tease you a little bit and then do it weekly after that. It's I I would I would love to know your perspective because I kind of grew up in the age of I mean, I, Netflix and streaming and binging wasn't really a thing until like I was probably towards the end of high school, college. That's when that started to become a huge thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I grew up watching shows, you know, week to week, but definitely now it's, you know, you can watch anything in, you know, a weekend or a week or like I, when friends came out on Netflix for the first time, I had seen it, but not all the way through. I watched the entire 10 seasons in two right. months. And it's just so crazy that, you know, to think, oh, that's just so normal. But back in the day, it was, you know, it took you years to get through these shows and um, it's, it's definitely different. So um, I, I like that they're, you know, some of these platforms are, are doing that where they're making you wait again, because it, sometimes when you, when you binge a show, like, yeah, it's fun, you know, especially when you have nothing else to do, but you, you don't really absorb it as much, I think, you know, and, and when I binge a show and then, you know, you have to wait a whole year for the next season, you forget what happens, you know, cause it's been so long. So I, I like that. That, that, that's cool. Does, do you know if there's going to be a second season for that show? No, no, I'm not sure. But I mean, I, I would say that's, I mean, if I was going to say, I probably would say the same exact thing. It's, I think it's too easy um, to kind of lose what's going on. Like you said, you, you forget what's happening. I mean, you got a little one, I got older kids and, you know, between work and everything else, it's easy um, to binge watch, but only absorb half what's going on to where, you know, like, Hey, I have 30 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever. I'm only going to watch this, pay attention to it, absorb what's going on. And then, you know, that episode is um, next week. And that's, that's what I grew up on until I was in my thirties is when all these new streaming services came available. And I know at least for me, I'd be curious how other people are that um, the ones that you, you know, throw up two, three, four seasons. I try to only do a couple episodes because if I do too many, I lose interest. And I don't, I like, there's a lot that I don't end up finishing because there's just so much content out there. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's funny that, you know, with, with the end of streaming, the streaming podcast, I was talking to Rich about it. There's so many good shows coming out now, like new things or like new seasons. And I'm like, dang it. I wish I could, I could review that, right. but um, you know, it's, it's, it's also hard as you can imagine having, um, you know, a 16 month old kid running around. I really don't have a lot of time to binge things anymore. So I, I have to kind of pick and choose like, okay, what do I really want to watch? Unfortunately, a lot of the time I end up watching things that I've already watched. <laughs> um, so um, that actually brings me to the question. I would love to know just what is for you? Everyone has that show that they can just watch over and over and over. It's like a comforting show. What is that show for you that you can just watch over and over again? Yeah, again, like to, to preface every answer that I've said before, not to be redundant, but it's so hard with like the amount of content, but um, just uh, just did it last night again is Parks and Rec. So being able yep, to circle yep. back and, and pro honestly, there's I, I probably um, either missed episodes or done ha half episodes because I never do it straight through. I just kind of flip through or 
I'll see something on YouTube that's a clip that's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, I got to rewatch that episode. So if I had to say fictional, like TV characters, Ron Swanson's probably hands down my, my favorite guy, just the, the things he says and the way he um, acts, it's embellished, but he reminds me of many people I worked with that not only like, are they disinterested in what's going on, but it's almost like they're purposely sabotaging themselves and others. And he's, again, it's one of them shows to where him alone, like you can just so many quotes and so many um, funny moments. So. I love Ron Swanson. I actually, um, so my, my husband and I watched, binged that show and watched it when it was still coming out with new seasons. And um, we actually went as Ron and Tammy one year for Halloween. <laughs> that was fun. And I got him for Christmas, a mug. It has a picture of Ron Swanson's face on one side. And then on the other side, it says, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. And he reminds me a lot of, of Ron Swanson, just like a younger, less jaded version of Ron Swanson. They both love woodworking and, um, you know, whiskey and scotch. It's just, it's, I, he's definitely one of the, the best parts of that show for sure. I love Parks and Rec. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of arguments on is Parks and Rec better than The Office or whatever. I would love to know your perspective. Did you ever watch The Office? And if so, which one's better? I did. And I even watched um, the British version with um, Ricky Gervais. Uh, Parks and Rec, again, probably only for the the, the Ron Swanson character. Um, okay. And it's funny because like your, your quote about the uh, when he's at the diner and he says that that's literally... I mean, I've, I've watched it so many times, it makes me crack up laughing. He says, I, no, I fear that you heard me wrong. I fear that you heard me give me a lot of bacon and eggs. No, give me all the bacon and eggs. Mm -hmm. Too good. I think my favorite, my favorite one too is, uh, I always, I have to pull it up because I always mess it up, but it's, uh, if given a choice between doing something and nothing, I choose to do nothing but I will do something if it helps someone else do nothing. I'd work all night if it means nothing gets done. <laughs> and that's what cracks me up is that that reminds me of like of people that I've, I've worked with. It's like, you're working harder at not doing something to where if you would have just worked in the first place. So yeah, one of my favorite it. scenes of that show is when, um, oh gosh, uh, when Chris gets that like, like 360 table that he has Ron oh. sit at. And he just keeps slowly turning and that woman's trying to talk to him. <laughs> it's so good. He's, uh, that show is, that show is wonderful. It's not on Netflix anymore. I saw they, they officially took it off. Is it on, have you heard of the new, it's like Peacock TV, I think the new thing. Yeah, it's, I, so I have, um, I do, I don't know if I post this. I do a lot of Reddit links and YouTube and That's find, fine. find stuff, <laughs> find, find stuff through other means. But uh, no, I didn't know that it um, was completely uh, moved to another platform. It's weird too. There's another one. Um, what is, there's a couple that I've never even heard of. And I'll go to choose on my TV through the, the fire stick and I'll say, use crackle or use this or yeah, some, a bunch of, it seems like they come out with something new every day and yeah, I'm sure money has something to do with it. Hey, we'll <laughs> pay you this to come over to our service though. So. It's, it's, it's funny because I don't have cable. I just, I don't really watch anything on cable. Anything that I would be able to watch, I could watch like 
on Hulu the next day or, or whatever. And it's, it's funny because people get rid of cable because they want to spend less money. And now there's all these streaming platforms that it's like, well, you might as well just have cable again because you're paying for all these different. I did hear though, I heard this today. I have Disney plus and Hulu, but, um, you know, we were, you know, sports fans over here at my house. And, um, there's this like package where you can get Disney plus Hulu and ESPN for like $13 a month. I'm like, well, I, why don't I just do that? They need to do more of these bundles that would make more sense than just each individual, you know, platform. And I think, and I think that's what they're going to go to. I mean, at one point, I mean, it was ridiculous with a five person family and, and sports and movie channels and having my daughter and my wife and, um, I mean, our cable bill was like 300 and something. I mean, it was, it was absurd. And then you, you, you don't end up watching three quarters of the channels you have. So we pulled the plug a while ago and that's where YouTube TV, um, Apple TV, the fire stick. And then I, yeah, I believe like you said, is if you have YouTube TV with ESPN plus Disney plus and some, a bunch of sports channels, they like the big 10 sec, they threw a bunch of stuff together, which is going to save money and, and make you be able to watch more, more of the sporting stuff on. Yeah. It makes my brain hurt thinking about, about all of that stuff. Um, one thing that I've been asking a lot of people is, and especially with, you know, all the content that's out there, um, there's just some stuff that I just couldn't get into. And, but everyone told me to watch mine is, uh, game of Thrones just could never get into that show. And I feel like at this point, it's too late. I already know the big things that happen. So I want to know for you, what's, what's the show for you that everyone told you to watch and you just couldn't get into it. Just didn't like it. So I, I mean, I would completely agree. It's, it's, it's actually funny that, that you mentioned that is um, when I first came into, uh, you know, I left my perm staff um, nurse recruitment job and came in the staffing thing. Um, I was surrounded by mostly younger individuals, you know, early twenties, um, internships, kids doing their college, college, uh, you know, first job after college. And they were obsessed with game of Thrones. And I watched the first season to try to like, try to be relevant and try to be involved. Um, and, and even if I was, I think even if I would have liked it enough to play catch up, there were so many people and I already knew, like I knew everything just from hearing them talk and it just didn't, it didn't pique my interest. It just, it became after that first season, it was, it was too much for me. And then I usually like fantasy and some of the, the, you know, oddball stuff, but I, I couldn't buy in. And I don't know if it was like a cult thing to where, you know, there's some movies and some things you hear about to where it's almost people, I think, watch it or say they like it just to be part of, you know, water cooler talk and, Oh, we're, we're out drinking beers and everyone's talking about it. I want to be relevant because I don't know, at least from my watched from what I saw of it, um, the first season and maybe catching stuff here and there. I didn't, I didn't think it was as great as everybody said. You're going to get a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of hate comments. <laughs> didn't live up to the hype for right. you. No, I agree. I, I, I don't know. When did that show even come out for the first, was it like 2012? Let me, let me do a quick Google search. Um, because I remember when I, I entered college, my first year of college was uh, 2010. And that was when I, I think I got my first like Netflix account. And that's when I started streaming. Like I watched all of how I met your mother on Netflix up to that point. Cause it was actually still going at the time. Um, Arrested development was all on Netflix, um, which I had already seen, but, um, and of course the office parks and rec, things like that. 
Um, and Game of Thrones, I think for me was, oh, it's on HBO. I have no, I don't have HBO. I don't have a way to watch it. So I just didn't really think about it. And then it became this kind of phenomenon and everyone I knew was watching it. Everyone I knew would have these, you know, watch parties and, and did you see it last night? And I, from what I hear, the ending was garbage compared to the rest of the show. So I'm like, well, is it even worth it at this point? <laughs> like, cause apparently it doesn't end very well. And to me, I feel like that's such a disservice to the fans when a show that is so beloved ends on a really bad note. Um, so for me, yeah, that kind of ruins it. I'm like, I, well, now I have no, no reason to watch it. Cause it seems like it's, it doesn't, you know, have a satisfying ending. So. Yeah. And people, know. there's so much going on there. Like people get involved in other shows and other projects. So they have to leave. So it's like they have to morph or they have to take six episodes and jam it into one. And it just ends up being unbelievable or just, you know, not, not, not living up to the hype. And especially for a show that was what, seven, eight seasons and like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars it took to produce that to kind of mash everything up and end it abruptly. That was the biggest beef from people I heard that were like diehard Games of Thrones. They had like the, like you said, the watch parties and they had read um, the books and stuff ahead of time that things were based on. And I mean, I remember them people coming into work and wanting to like punch their computers and screaming and yelling, be, being pretty upset about how bad the, 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 the final uh, episode was. Yeah. And I had heard too, they had all of those like, uh, like there was a Starbucks cup, like just like lazy editing towards the end. Like I, that was a big like meme, just like this like Starbucks cup in this supposed to be like, I don't know, like medieval time period. So yeah, I, I, I just looked it up. It was 2011. So I think, yeah, at that time, I, I don't know what I was doing. I was in school. I was too busy for Game of Thrones, I guess. Um, but that, that kind of actually brings up a really interesting question. So I would love to know, you know, some, like I said, some shows have horrible, horrible endings compared to, you know, just the greatness of the show. But then there are those shows that have just like the perfect ending, just wraps it up really well. It didn't go on too long. What would you say was the best show, like series finale you've ever seen? That's interesting. I'd have to think about that. Um, it's, it's Some of the best shows, what's hard about them is they drag on. So like, I mean, it, even though it's one of my favorite shows, it's their standalone episodes. So like Parks and Rec and Office and those things, they're not, you could not know, you could know nothing about an episode and kind of jump in and whatever. Um, but some of the ones that play along that are good in the five, six seasons end up always, um, the endings are never, never what they should be. I'm trying to think of a show that I've watched that left me wanting, or I was really, um, uh, did you ever hear the show The OA? I have. I, yeah, yeah, I heard that people were bummed that that got canceled. Yeah. And then they brought back the second season. I think I made it like three quarters of the way, but I know when the first, and again, it's, it's such, it's such a niche show. It's very, very weird. Um, I remember when it, when it just stopped, cause I wasn't paying attention. I think I watched the last two or three episodes. I was like, Oh, so it left me definitely wanting. And then you know, fast forward a year or a couple of years and they, they bring the, uh, you bring the second season. It's, it's kind of loses its momentum, so to speak. Um, I'm trying to think what else it would be. I would, it's I would agree with you that as far as like parks and rec goes, and I've heard this from a lot of people that they were not big fans of the final season. Um, it was interesting when they made the time jump, um, 
and it's funny now kind of, you know, the show was written, what, 2014, 2015, and they're supposed to be in 2017. And, you know, clearly some things happened that, <laughs> that were not in the show. I always thought it'd be interesting, um, just, you know, not necessarily like making it a political show, but, you know, she works for the government. I would love to see Leslie Nope with, you know, our current administration. That would, that would be funny. <laughs> that would that be would interesting be, to see. Yeah, interesting. Oh, I'd be, I'd like to hear uh, Swanson's thoughts on <laughs> some mm -hmm. of the things that have been going on. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's actually an awesome idea. I, I, that would be, that would be very interesting to hear. Um, you know, you, we, if you watch it long enough, you know, all the characters and kind of their personalities, their, the, the way they lean on things, it would be interesting to see their thoughts and how they would react to kind of the recent craziness that's been a uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That'd be fun. To, it, for me, what's so weird is watching shows and seeing people like share drinks or going to big events anything that you know at the time was like oh that's just normal life and now we're like whoa that's so weird like it's it's so weird to me to see that stuff and um especially any sort of like new content that's coming out that was obviously made before covid and how normal everything is supposed to be that to me is really weird um it's it's just it's it's such a different time i guess to to exist and to see any new content. The nice thing is though, is that new stuff is coming back. I mean, I saw that, um, I'm going to show my gender a little bit, but I do love this is us. I love, you know, good family drama. love it. Um, they are starting new episodes again and they have showed how they're recording it. They're kind of like in these weird little boxes and aside from when they're filming, they're not really together. Um, so, I mean, they're doing what they can to, continue to kind of go back to normal SNL came back I saw the first episode with you know all the audience members are tested ahead of time they're you know temperature checks everyone's wearing a mask like it's it's a weird time and it'll be very interesting to see how you know things are portrayed in in television and movies in the future kind of explaining this time that that'll be interesting I'm looking forward to seeing that for sure yeah, with and especially because with just the normal, I mean, the overall climate and political spectrum and, and some of the things like aren't, aren't really covered at all in a bunch of series. So it'll be interesting because you're, you're, you're more focused on characters and maybe their personal situation. So it'll be, it'll be interesting when um, they move forward, you know, masks and quarantines. Well, you know, when they start filming stuff, will that be is that something they'll just breeze over and pretend like it didn't happen? Is it something that will be incorporated? Because, I mean, a lot of these shows, they, they try to be as realistic as possible. So I have to imagine that it's going to be, um, just like anything else, it's going to be part of the, the plot and what's going on. And so I love seeing all the memes of like, like, you know, kids trying to study for their 2020 test and history class, just trying <laughs> to remember all the stuff that happens. Like, it will, I mean, this is, you know, we're part of history. It's, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, someday when we see it portrayed, you know, in the, the movie 2020, you know, what, what they're going to do with that, that'll be really interesting. Um, final question for you. I, um, again, because there's new content coming back, 
Um, I would, is there anything that you're looking forward to any new movies coming out or anything that, um, like a new season that's supposed to be coming out soon? So I've only, I've only watched one or two. Well, actually there's two of them. So Utopia is, um, it's kind of based off, I don't know if you're not familiar, it's based off, based off a comic book and the comic book is kind of supposed to, um, see or tell into the future. Um, and then, um, Ratchet. I don't know if it's Ratchet, Ratchet. I watched yeah. a, a couple episodes of that. I'm excited. They were really, really good. Um, I've heard good things about that show. It, you, it's, um, I would say if, if, if you're offended by language and, and certain things that, um, if, if it was on, you know, HBO or one of these movie channels, it was definitely made, rated R, maybe not NC-17. So um, I enjoy, I mean, it's, it's 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 violent it's gory but the 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 plot of of uh how nurse ratchet um what her purpose is and, and what she does to kind of put herself in place there it's she's like a master manipulator so it's 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 pretty cool at least for the first couple episodes i watched i've heard that show is good and i'm a little i mean i love sarah paulson i think she's a fantastic actress um, I'm just a little personally apprehensive because um, Ryan Murphy, who is behind the show, is also behind American Horror Story, Glee, Nip Tuck, um, Hollywood, Pose. He's done so many things. And my issue with him is he has wonderful ideas and then doesn't really know what to do with them. Like they start off really, really strong and then they just kind of taper off or they get they go too far out there that it loses me. So I'm a little concerned, but I have heard good things. So I think I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, if you want, if you didn't, if there was no title attached and you just kind of turned it on and, and started watching it, you would think it was right in line with another season of, of American Horror Story or, or, you know, those, um, what was the other one? It's the same show, but the different, they changed the, changed the title of it. Um, was American Crime Story? Is that maybe, maybe. They but I mean, you could OJ definitely one. tell. Yeah, you could definitely tell when you, as soon as you start watching it, if, if there was no title, you would just thought it was a another different season. So just the the way everything shot, the 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 whole. I mean, wrapping a bow on it, you you would think it was um, within that same same type of show. So, but I'm only a couple a couple episodes in, but yeah, I would agree. It, you might get towards the end to where they're just, where do we go from here, and how do we wrap this up, and things start getting even for that type of show, things start getting silly and you're like, all right, like, all right, let's relit in a, a little bit. Well, I'll take your word for it and I'll, I'll give that one a shot. But um, Mario, before you go, where can we find you as far as like social media? Where are you at? Where, where are you doing your business at? So I am Mario Mercurio on all platforms. Um, first name, last name, last name, M-U-C-U-R-I-O, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, I don't even I'm old, so I don't even know if I post it on there. I definitely have one, um, but Facebook's my, my biggest platform. Um, I'm on the Travel Nursing Newbie page, um, Travel Nurse, um, tra Travel Nurses and Recruiters Unite, a um, couple educational groups to where, you know, we can just, nurses and, and recruiters or, or healthcare professionals and, and recruiters can kind of get together and discuss things and educate each other with, with no recruiting or none of the... Uh, pressure involved with that so those are a couple of my favorite groups all right well thank you so much for uh joining me today mario appreciate it 
for everyone else, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in the next few weeks. We have a few of our final recruiter spotlights. And on Halloween, we have a very special scary movie episode of Atlas Now Streaming. But until then, keep on streaming. See you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Until next time, keep streaming.